Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Mushkan Hines about regaining independence after brain injury. This episode is brought to you by Minnesota Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health and rehabilitation in Minnesota. They've greatly helped me and many others in the Twin Cities. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, I am Amy Zalmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post. And I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me at facesoftbi.com, and you can also check out past podcasts as well as upcoming topics. And also be sure to check out the Brain Health Academy that I have co-created with Sue Wilson of CTE Hope while you're on the site. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zalmer. Today's guest is Mushkan Hines, who, and she graduated from Delaware Technical Community College with an associate degree in physical therapy in 1992. She received her doctorate of physical therapy in 2007 from Newman University in Aston, Pennsylvania. Mushkin is a multidimensional professional with more than 23 years of success and experience in rehabilitation management and in the clinical setting from physical therapist assistant to director of rehabilitation. She has co-authored an article for Advanced Magazine for Directors in Rehabilitation titled Growing Pain, as well as a section Cerebral Palsy Aquatics for two books by Dr. Freeman Miller, and she has also presented multiple continuing education seminars on aquatic-based physical therapy and the black hole of brain injury in older adults. She is involved in the PTA Board Advisory for Delaware Technical Community College, as well as Delaware Brain Injury Association. Health South is one of the nation's largest providers of post-acute healthcare services, offering both facility-based and home-based post-acute services in 34 states and Puerto Rico through its network of inpatient rehabilitation hospitals, home health agencies, and hospice agencies. So welcome to the podcast, Mushkin. I'm so excited to have you here today talking about regaining independence post-TBI. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to have this interview with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I think I would love to have you start by sharing with our listeners how you came to be involved with patients with brain injury. So I started my career in 1992 as a physical therapist, and, um, and I, had a, I was very fortunate enough to be able to work with many, many um, brain injury patients who were very young patients that suffered um, traumatic brain injury from car accidents or 
Um, some of them were in um, some fights. Um, so I really learned that providing an intense inpatient rehabilitation was so necessary for these patients to get back on their feet. So I really realized and value the inpatient rehab to start them um, to get get all these patients and their family members understanding why what's going on with brain injury and what is traumatic brain injury. Also, another thing that inspired me to become very involved with brain injury is that lack of awareness in the community. So I feel that as a healthcare provider, it's my duty to bring this information to the um, to our community and bring better support for our traumatic brain injury survivors. You know, and you started your career in 92, and so I can only imagine in the past 25 years how the awareness has changed. You know, 25 years ago, we, I think we're barely scratching the surface of what we know today. And, and you know, and even today, it feels like we still don't know that much. Um, so I bet that's been really interesting for you as, as it has evolved over the past 25 years. Absolutely. I, we definitely have seen an amazing growth and understanding what the, what traumatic brain injury is and what it takes to making sure all these survivors and the family members, the caregivers, receive the support that is necessary. I don't think we're there yet. We need to continue with our support and advocating for our brain injury survivors, um, having better funding for them and services for them. Yeah, and, you know, and I still cringe when I see um, recently a, a Facebook friend posted that her daughter was in a terrible car accident um, and had a fractured skull and all these other injuries, but the doctors don't see any evidence of brain damage in her MRI. And I'm just like, oh, like, you know, they're just setting them up for failure from the from the get-go, you know, like, it's, I get that they're trying to reassure the family, but at the same time, I think there needs to be some more realism. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So it makes me so Absolutely. happy to find providers like you who who really understand it. And like you said, you it's about educating the caregiver and the family as well. So I'm I'm so happy to have people like you in our camp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings me to the next point that, you know, how do we, how do we get the words out? How do we get, um, get the um, community more involved in understanding, uh, like a con- concussion and uh, what's going on with concussion, um, and how do we get uh, information to the high school kids, how to, to the coaches, how do we get – so we as a healthcare provider need to be – providers need to be much more involved, going to the high schools, talking to these coaches, mm-hmm. making sure they understand um, the testing they have to be doing, or if something happens, what are the right steps to take. Also, we really need to put the pressure on ourselves as consumers as well. We need to understand what is the brain injury, what are these concussions happening, and what are the things we need to know and how do we need to get help for our loved ones. So it's really, really important that we educate ourselves and um, try to make sure that um, we are getting all the um, the right advice. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, in the beginning, you know, I was labeled as a, a severe concussion. And it it was months later um, that I realized that a concussion and a brain injury were the same thing. 
You know, we're using two different words to describe the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think that's part of the frustration. Um, I get it that, you know, at a football game, high school football game, and a kid gets bonked on the head, they don't want to say, oh, he might have a traumatic brain injury. (laughs) I get it. But at the same time, I think, you know, there needs to be a better understanding that a concussion is a traumatic brain injury, and it does need to be taken Seriously, um, I don't know if you follow the NFL, but last Sunday, mm-hmm. um, the Colts player who was returned to the game, <laughs> and I yeah. read the article, and it was kind of written from his, some of it was like his, his quotes and his perspective, and he said that he felt fine and that he wanted to go back in the game. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you cannot ask the concussed person if they can go back in the game because they're exactly. concussed. <laughs> I just like, oh, I was just shaking my head. And then, you know, secondly, as you know, symptoms can take weeks to even months to 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 mm-hmm. um to show up. So um, we need to do better. You know, the NFL needs to set a better example for the high schools. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I think it comes all around from all around. Like, and you're talking now we are starting our kids in very, you know, very competitive sports at a very, very young age. I think as parents, we really need to make sure that we understand what's going on. We understand, we educate ourselves. So as a society, we need to take responsibility. And I think that's what um, we are moving towards that, and instead of just, um, but we still have a way to go. So I really do, I, I do try and um, making sure that when we have our patients and family members here, that they do understand that we do a great job on educating not only the patient, but we need to educate the caregivers, the family members, whoever is involved with that loved one. So I think education is very important. Awareness is extremely important for the whole um, community. So, you know, when we talk about traumatic brain injury, it really truly refers to, you know, the damage to the brain that is caused by external physical force, like a car accident, you know, a gunshot wound or a, to the head or a fall. And as you, we all know that, that that it interferes with the way the brain normally works. Our brain controls everything for us, from our breathing, movement, um, thinking, judgment, everything. So when a patient, when somebody has that issues, you know, it depending on what part of the brain is um, damaged, they have different impairments and different um, disability that can have. So I really think the, the independence for traumatic brain injury starts with providing an excellent inpatient rehabilitation first for that person because when they come to an inpatient rehabilitation, there's a um, group of professionals uh, from physician, occupational therapist, physical therapist, speech therapists, psychologists, they all get to assess the patients from different levels and from different aspects and making sure and checking to making sure what are the impairments are and coming up with certain goals and um, some action plans and helping that person regain all their skills as much as they can. At the same time, we really have to help the family members to be a part of that recovery as well 
understanding what the impairments are and how they're going to deal with those impairments as the loved one comes home. So their family education is a major part of it as well as to set them for a successful recovery. So once this patient kind of comes through the inpatient rehabilitation and then they go home and the family understands how to deal with this, their loved ones, then there's outpatient that they need to go through. So you're talking about six months to a year of recovery. So it's really imperative that they, ha- they are followed through with intense therapy, whether from inpatient, home care, and out, all the way to outpatient to make sure they're successful in regaining their skills. So, Mushkin, so someone like me, you know, I took a bad fall. I went to the doctor. It was confirmed I had a severe concussion, you know, but nothing was really done for me. And I didn't even get sent to a neurologist for eight weeks. And then she kind of dismissed me as well. You know, and my story is not unique. I hear this, you know, I mean, it's super common, especially like motor vehicle accidents mm-hmm. um, when they're walking and talking and they seem fine. You know, it's not often discovered they have a TBI until later. So, you know, how can someone like me find resources sooner? So I guess, you know, like my doctor wasn't helping me. What could Mm -hmm. I have done? I mean, my recovery was a good two and a half years. And, um, you know, like I live alone. I don't have anybody that's here with me. And I couldn't use my stove. I couldn't use my microwave. Like I could barely drive. Um, you know, I couldn't remember to do things, um, I, you know, having to have post-it notes everywhere around my house for what I had to do that day, you know. So obviously I had a lot of impairments, but nobody nobody knew what to do with me in the beginning. So when someone is in that situation, you know, who should they reach out to? Where should they go to find someone like you who can help them? So you brought a really, really good point. People with concussion that walking and talking, they look normal, they get missed all the time. Mm-hmm. Because as long as you're walking and moving, you're okay. You're supposed to, you're okay. So right. um, nobody kind of, it really is. And how frustrating is for you as an individual that says, like, I am not myself. There is something wrong with me. I'm not remembering things correctly. I'm having headaches. But everybody looks at you and like, well, you look good today. Your hair looks great. So what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we do. We look at that. I'm like, well, what's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with that person. They're walking. They're talking, right? So, but you know, but I think that that brings me to the point that I brought up early on, that really making sure that we understand what we advocate for and making sure that everybody understanding what concussion is. So that brings back again for you to as an individual, knowing that I am not right. So you need to protect and advocate for yourself, making sure that you go back to your physician and say, listen, this is not me. There's something wrong with me. I need to see a neurologist. I need to go see a concussion clinic. I think we need to make sure people are pushing other healthcare members to kind of think a little bit more deeper and try to advocate for yourself. Because we have the concussion problem is is a major issue, and that is keep keep getting um, swept under the rug, you know, uh, and people not paying attention to it. But what I have to say, I 
what I always say, if your loved one is not the same, if you feel you're not the same person, you need to go back to your physician and make the demand and say, I need to see a neurologist. I need to do this. These are the things that is wrong with me. So I do think that the advocacy comes back to the individual. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in my case, I remember begging the neurologist for help. I I remember asking her, you know, what kind of therapy can I go to? You know, can I have cognitive therapy or occupational therapy? Or I'm like, I don't know what I need. And um, she just told me to wait a little longer and come back in six months. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I have to say, in that first year, I really knew nothing. I, I didn't know there were concussion clinics. I didn't know, you know, where I could even go or who could help me. Um, and so I know those things now, and that's why I'm so passionate about trying to help other people. Um, and, you know, I do. I think it comes down to educating survivors. And I mm-hmm. also think it comes down to educating in the healthcare profession um, and really helping, you know, whether it's a doctor, a nurse, whoever it is, but helping mm-hmm. them understand brain injury and what resources can help these people. Um, and I know, you know, that's 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 kind of where I'm headed in my advocacy journey um, because it is, it's incredibly frustrating and it's so sad that these people are getting missed because the sooner you can start some sort of rehab, the, the higher, you know, the sooner you'll feel better. Um, and so, you know, I just, I so appreciate people like you that do get it and are out there um, being a voice for us as well. <laughs> so, and we appreciate you giving us the voice and giving us the opportunity to be able to advocate for our services because, as you mentioned, our services are not used as well as it should be. Um, I still go out with our marketing department a lot to neurosurgeons and to neurologists to tell them what we can do for patients, not only with TBI, for all the neurological patients with neurological disorders. Um, I find that very interesting that I go to a neurologist and tell them what a physical therapist can do for their patients. And I ask them to kind of just give me a try, send a couple of patients to me, and you'll see the end result. And we just kind of started with Parkinson's patients. And and the the physician is, like, so excited, like, and he can send them he just waiting. They keep sending us pain, and I'm like, so if you know what I mean. I I think we just need to educate and advocate for our services. We, as physical, anybody's out there listening, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, we need to get out and tell and teach people what we can do for them, how we can help them. Um, we actually can really not only improve their skills, their attention, their you know, improve their disability, we can also teach the family members how to deal and how to be able to care for their loved ones. So we can really help to set a very successful recovery for patients with TBI. So we all need to get out there and advocate and teach people what are the services that are available for them and what they should what they should do right after any injuries. It is very upsetting for me when I hear some, there are physicians out there that are resistant to send their patients to therapy, to see a physical therapist or to see an occupational therapist because we can work on visual skills. 
that helps with their dizziness. We can help them. They have a lot of vestibular issues that we can help with those mm-hmm. issues. With um, speech therapies can work on a lot on not only the cognitions, we can work on the swallowing issues as well. Physical therapy, we can do all kind of balance and physical um, mobility. We can address all of that as well as teaching the families how to deal. And that is the important part is the caregiver. Yes. How they mm-hmm. can they can deal with the new situation, how they can take care of themselves. Um, these days, there is um, we all know by neuroplasticity with the brain being able to recover over time. So they really need they need skilled services in order for those neurons to be able to attach themselves the right way. So they just can't it just can't happen on its own. And we need to get in and we need to help. But plenty of um, scientific evidence out there, so we just really need to get out and help educate all the healthcare providers. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you're so right in, like, you know, for instance, you approach neurologists um, and, and tell them what you do and how you can help the patients. And, you know, if the neurologist is open to it, it's it's so profound because now that takes some of the pressure off the neurologist, you know, like I could literally like when my neurologist, I could tell she didn't know what to do with me and I could literally like see her scratching her brain, right? Like what do I do with this person? (laughs) And like, had I known about some of the therapies out there, she could have sent me. And I mean, I'm still a little shocked that she didn't know what to do with me, but you know, mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. But it happens all the time. And I yeah. I also know there's doctors out there who are unwilling um, to try mm-hmm. things. And, and you know, that's so unfortunate. Um, but fortunately, there are ones who are willing. And, I you know, I think your advice for other PTs, OTs, you know, anybody listening, um, to go out and introduce yourself and tell them how you can help them. Um, I, I I really think that's a huge first step of taking action. You know, like awareness is important, but taking action is even more important. Um, so I think that's a really, really, really great point that you brought up. Another point if I have a moment to bring up is um, I would really encourage anybody, anybody who is a survivor, family family member, or professional health care giver, they, they, they go out and do talk to their legislators. They go to uh, political figures within their state. Bring, so bring them to your rehab center. Show them what the rehab can do for these people. How can we help? Just bring awareness all around, not only physicians. You want to bring it all the way up to the state level with your um, political figures as well. Oh, I love that. That's a fabulous idea. How do you do? You have any recommendations the rules on how to approach policy. them? Um, you know what? Um, we've been lucky. I have to say, from my experience, we've been lucky. Our marketing department has been great. How work? I've been working with them, and they um, contact our, you know, governors or you know, um, senators. They have, and they've been able to bring them to our um, rehab center. And I have gone and talked to them. Um, we've sent letters to them. So um, working, collaborating with your marketing department, it is phenomenal. Very, is very important. 
Yeah, that's a really, really great idea. Like you said, they're they're the ones who make the policies and ha- can help make the mm-hmm. changes. Um, I've been very active here in Minnesota trying to get the MA spend down raised. So I know I've seen firsthand what can happen with grassroots advocacy. Um, and so I, I think that's a fabulous idea. It's something I never would have thought of. So thank you for that. <laughs> that was a great Absolutely. bit. <laughs> So we're down to about the last five minutes, Mushkan, and I want to make sure um, that I'm not neglecting anything you wanted to talk about. Um, I think we touched on many points. I think all I have to say, I have to say that it's very important to the process of regaining independence after a traumatic brain injury begins with comprehensive inpatient rehabilitation. It is really important. Most of these patients need to receive a great inpatient rehab and move to outpatient home care. And for your concussion people like you that were walking and, you know, you look good, um, it's really, really important that you all advocate for yourself. You demand um, the right care, wanting to see a physical and occupational therapist. Um, it's really, really important that we'll bring the awareness all around for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I have to say, too, in my recovery, I had no idea that a physical therapist could help me. Um, I didn't understand that the dizzy imbalance was coming from my, my vestibular system. Um, and so in hindsight, now that I, now that I understand that and I see the great value in PT, you know, in addition to OT and speech therapy and, um, you know, there's also vestibular therapy. Um, so, you know, there's a whole team out there that can help you. And you kind of, you kind of touched on it earlier, how you do have a team approach with your inpatient, Um, you know, have the psychologist working with them and, you know, you have a case manager, I'm assuming, and, you know, there's all these moving parts. Um, And, you know, even someone who's not an inpatient, um, they can still have a whole team working with them. And it's important to have uh, all the different modalities. Um, because not just one thing is going to help you. You do need to have a combination of modalities. So um, I, I just I thank you again for all that you and everyone at Health South is doing, and um, you know just continue raising awareness and helping survivors and families just really understand what the whole TBI journey is like. So thank you again, Mushkan. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me a chance to talk. Thank you very much. Absolutely. This has been a wonderful discussion. Thank you so much for being here. Great. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show, and I hope that you definitely got some golden nuggets from Mushkan, and I know I sure did. So thank you all for listening, and be sure to head to facesoftbi.com to listen to any previous podcasts, iTunes, so you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zalmer. And also be sure to check out the Brain Health Academy and TBI TV on my website. So I will see you guys all again next time. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey and have a great day, everyone.